And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live on this Friday. I'm intentionally not piping down the music because I want to listen to Hulk Hogan's theme music a little bit longer. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day today. Oh, man. Sweet, angelic WWE music. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day today, all jokes aside. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We've got a fun show coming your way. Hope everybody's getting ready to start the weekend. There are so many people today, um, and I didn't realize this, but look, newspaper, the, the beauty of being a newspaper reporter is that I have a very, very flexible schedule. You know, my friends will tell you, they'll joke with you like, hey, I don't wake up until 1030 or whatever. I don't go to bed till 2, 3 a.m., whatever. That's always the running joke. That's the beauty of being a newspaper reporter is that my flex, my schedule is very flexible. I got a list of like 10 things to do in a week, and just as long as I get them done during the week, it doesn't matter the time that I get them done, whatever it may be. That's the beauty of it. The negative of it is that it's very irregular. You know, if somebody gets murdered on a Saturday at midnight, you know, I got to be up taking care of it. You know, if, if, if you know, on a holiday something happens, I got to be there to take care of it. So there's no set period where like you could definitively say, okay, nothing is going to happen right now. Um, so you could just kind of relax and, and, you know, go to sleep or lay down or whatever it may be. Of course we sleep and we lay down, but there's never a time where I could just completely disattach from the phone. I didn't realize because my work is that way. I didn't realize how many people have like altered schedules on Friday. Like I know parish workers don't even work at all on Friday. And there are so many different businesses in our area that work, you know, you work till noon on Friday or till one or whatever it may be. And I'm not, this is sound like I'm complaining or sour grapes or whatever, because my job isn't that way. And that's not at all what it is. Um, I think that's awesome. I, I've long said, and we're going to get to sports. I'm not, you guys don't want to hear me talk about the philosophy and psychology of a work week, but I've long said, I think a four day work week is the way to go. I think that with what we know about mental health now, um, the longer we could detach, the more productive we're going to be when we reattach and because we work better. I mean, every, every single piece of science shows that we work better whenever our minds are focused and are not tired. And I think that the four day work week or four and a half day work week or whatever your business is adapting, I think that's the way to go. Um, so kudos to you all who are about ready to be knocking off. Kudos to you all who are already off there, maybe, you know, flipping burgers in the in the, the yard, you know, maybe doing a little family barbecue on this Friday. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Let's thank the Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off. The only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors where price is priority. Did I do that right? Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Reminder to join us tomorrow, 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from all your local sports experts sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. So today, um, the usual lineup, y'all, on Friday, you guys know what it is. It's Chandler Guitros in 10 minutes talking some tarpon baseball and some tarpon football. Then at noon, uh, we're not going to have a third calling guest today, but at noon, I want to talk about LSU baseball. The Tigers get a big recruit yesterday. I'm going to issue a warning to everybody around the country, y'all, because LSU's about ready to cheese grade everybody. The Tigers have the number one recruiting class in the country at the high school ranks. They're getting all of the best players in the portal. They're adding that to you know Cruz and Morgan and all the great players that they have returning. 
LSU baseball next year is going to be next level good. They're going to beat the hell out of everybody, and I can't wait to see it. Then I got our weekend predi- – oh, excuse me. Then I got Damian St. Pierre at 12-15, who will be joining us. Damian is, you know, president of South Lafouche Biddy, director of uh, South Lafouche Flash. We'll ask him about how their summer wrapped up. Also about the Biddy season coming up. Then we'll chit-chat about, you know, WWE, SummerSlam coming up. And whole. you, know, you guys know how we do with Damian. We'll talk about everything. And I got my weekend predictions at 12.30 and our betting picks to wrap up the show. So, <clears throat> let's lead off with this. A lot of folks have told me um, in recent days, a lot of our regular listeners say that they really like and appreciate um, whenever we tell stories about the past. And I appreciate the compliment that, you know, hey, they say I'm a good storyteller or whatever it may be. I mean, that's a big compliment to a guy who's a reporter, but it's, it's my job to tell stories. So I hope to be good at telling stories. And, and, and one of the things that listeners have said is that they want more of that. So on Friday, <clears throat> here's what we're going to do. I can't promise we'll do this during the football season <laughs> because, you know, Fridays will be hot and heavy, you know, previewing games and, you know, running down matchups. But one of the things that I can do while waiting for football is I could just tell you stories about some fun things that I've seen. You know, we talked about that great Patterson game in the state semifinals and we talked about it with Tommy Minton and everything of the sort. Um, so let's tell some stories. Let, in this segment of the show, I'll spend about the next seven, eight minutes talking about a team that was very near uh, to our local community. That was the 2009 South Lafouche football team. That was a team that was coached by Terry Former. It was his first year in the community. They South Lafouche program was very similar to where the Central Lafouche program is right now. They were struggling we're not winning games we're not competitive we're, we're getting beat up on they bring a new coach in late coach former gets in over the summer doesn't have a tremendous amount of time to work with the team and we really didn't know much about coach former right like he gets in and you know we see in the newspaper stories and i was a senior in college at the time so i was not yet back in the area i came this was the fall of 2009 I got back into the air and started working full-time in actually October of 2009. So I caught this team at the tail end of their season. Um, but we didn't know a whole lot about Coach Foreman. We see in the newspaper stores like, hey, he has been successful. He's turned around other programs, but he's not from here. And, you know, all the different things. So, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. And there's a very talented roster on board, but they hadn't really won anything. So they get into the season and listen to how times change, right? They beat up on Warren Easton 17-6 to in the opener. And that was a game where, like, neither team played all that good. South Lafouche didn't really know how to win yet. Warren Easton was just bad. Like, how how things have changed. To hear the phrase, Warren Easton wasn't very good, South Lafouche beats them in the opener. Then they move on to the next week. They beat Frederick Douglass 34-0. to That was a game that they were expecting to win. Frederick Douglass wasn't very good. The game that I think really changed the season for South Lafouche and really kind of instilled a little bit of, uh, how could I, what word am I trying to look for here? Some of that, maybe that little chip on the shoulder, but they already had that. Just kind of the inner bay tie, like it just brought out the monster, was a game against E.D. White on um, that was in week three. Tarpons go out there, play E.D. White, and... Really didn't play well. Didn't play their best. Had a bunch of different things go against them. Had some tough penalties at some tough times. A lot of folks down the body say some very questionable penalties at some tough times. Special teams were an issue. E.D. White just kind of guts one out. 26-24 to beat South Lafouche. 26-24. to If I'm not mistaken, the game maybe went to some overtimes or whatever it may be. 
I've spoken to a lot of people on that team who tell me that that game, which was week three, September 17, 2009, was the game that like woke them up and said, all right, we got something here. We just faced a very good opponent, didn't play very well. We're in it and probably should have won. Let's go. And that they did. The next week, they beat up on Vanderbilt 25-7. to The week after that, they beat a very good Terrebonne team 17-13. to Then it's off to the races. Just beat the hell out of everybody. They played the rest of the season. South Terrebonne 37-3. HL Bourgeois 49-6. to Assumption 42 to nothing. Thibodeau 24-6. to Central Lafouche 21-3. to Couple of lasting thoughts. Is that team, of course, then goes on to the postseason. They they beat Central Lafouche in the opening round in a rematch from the Week Ten game. They beat them worse the second go around than they did the first go around. Then uh, they lose to Westgate, a Westgate team that actually made a run. That game was out in New Iberia, and again, just everything that could go wrong did. You know, you block a punt in the end zone instead of falling on top of it. You do fall on top of it, but the ball just by an inch goes out the back of the end zone for a safety. You have a play where, you know, you're turning the corner thinking you might get a big run, you get called out of bounds, whatever it be. A lot of little bitty things contributed to the Tarpon struggling against Westgate. But here we go. Here's the point that I'm trying to make. First and foremost, you guys know the story. You guys who are familiar with that team know the story. Rusty Bourne was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just doing some Reggie Bush stuff on the bayou. They were tossing it to him. They were handing it to him. They were throwing it to him. He would turn the corner. He was slippery. He was elusive. You couldn't tackle him. He was unbelievably gifted. He was a guy that I just wish I were about, well, I don't wish to be older because I'm already getting too old, but if I were a little bit older, you know, I could have. Um, there was some classroom stuff there. You know, it's not that Rusty was a dummy. That's not what I'm trying to say. He just didn't realize he was going to explode and become the high-level recruit that he was potentially going to be and when that happened it happened in the middle of his senior year it was too late he, he was behind in the classroom behind on some of the coursework that he needed to be ahead on and the big schools couldn't offer him because he, he wouldn't have ever been able to get in um and it, it, that's a shame because there's no telling where he could have gone he was exceptional he was exceptional and what I'm about to say uh, following that doesn't take anything away from how good he was, but by focusing on how good he was, we often lose sight of the fact that the rest of that team was ridiculous. That offensive line that was blocking for Rusty was ridiculous. You go back and look at the highlight tape. Look at the size of those guys. And <clears throat> okay, I, I love I love doing this. And if if you got access to YouTube, do this. Google or not Google. Type into YouTube Rusty Born highlight tape senior year whatever. The video will come up. Look at the push the offensive line is getting on most of those plays. There are some plays where, yes, he's just being a grown man. You know, he doesn't have a hole and he's just making men miss and doing crazy things. But there are other plays where the offensive line is dragging the defensive line 15, 20 yards down the field. You know, just just maul dragging the defense and giving Rusty such a running lane that, you know, it would have been impossible not to run through. There were other great, you know, athletes and skill guys that were touching the ball on those teams defensively. We don't talk about those guys either. The reason why this team was so dominant is that they were ridiculous on defense. After that E.D. White loss, they give up 7 to Vanderbilt, 13 to Terrebonne, 3 to South Terrebonne, 6 to Bourgeois, 0 to Assumption, 6 to Thibodeau, 3 to Central Lafouche. If you're making your opponent go 3 and out over and over and over again, you're going to eventually break down the opponent. You're going to eventually be able to break those long runs, and you're going to be able to control the game and, and control how everything goes. That was a team that 
was so much fun to watch because the community wasn't necessarily expecting it to go that way. And then when it did, boy, they rallied around those guys at the end of the season. Some of those crowds were huge. The crowd for that Central Lafouche game in Week 10, which I was one of the first stories that I covered as a professional journalist. Huge crowd, wide-out game. Everybody's going nuts. Tarpons win 21-3. to Those were some special times on the Bayou. Wish the playoff game would have went different. One little quick story, and then we'll catch a break and go to Coach Chandler Guitros. One thing about that playoff game, show up to Westgate, and I'm like, man, am I in the right place? Like, I'm looking inside of the stadium. There's no one really in there. I do see some Tarpon fans in there. The home side of that stadium was empty, completely empty. The Westgate fans watched the game from outside of the stadium. They had like five, 600 people who were watching the game outside of the stadium. No one actually went inside the stadium and watched. Such a weird environment, such a weird atmosphere. They were able to knock off the Tarpons and end their season. But I know that was a ride that a lot of folks down the bayou have not forgotten and will never forget because that's a team that inspired the community, something that the football program is trying to bring back. And I think that BJ and Bryce and Brody and Coach Sanamo and all the coaching staff out there, all the folks, Chandler, who we're going to have on in the next segment, all those folks who are part of that right now are going to be part of getting this program back to annual contention annual contention, winning five, six games at the bare minimum, you know, getting into the playoffs is the bare minimum that every once in a while, when you catch a hot group, maybe win a game or two while there. That's where I think the Tarpon program needs to be. And I think that that's where it's back headed. Let's catch a break here on play by play. When we get back, we're going to Chandler Legitro, South Lafouche baseball. Hope you guys enjoyed a little story time. I'll tell you about next week. I'll tell you some stories about some things maybe that we've seen in basketball or baseball or whatever along the way It's play by play on Kaylee B. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. You have a pest control problem roundtree's pest control and supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business they carry a full line of professional products for termites mosquitoes ants wasps fleas bed bugs mice and rats or any other pest control need you may have that's roundtree's pest control and supplies call 985-475-3314 that's roundtree's pest control and supplies Come on! Yeah! If you want it all back, jump to your feet right now! 
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisler here. We go to the phone lines. We have Chandler Gitros, who's the South Foos baseball coach and also an assistant football coach. Coach Gitros, good morning, buddy. How are you? Doing good, man. And if you don't mind, I'd like to touch on something from your first segment. Yeah, of course. What's up? Um, so the other day, man, I was actually uh, on the internet and I saw this will make you feel old. Noel Devine's son got an offer from West Virginia. <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, and if you remember, Noel Devine, that was really the first big YouTube highlight tape for recruiting that just blew up. That's about the time that I was in high school. So I went and watched that back. And uh, in that, one of my suggestions that popped up on YouTube was actually Rusty Bourne's highlight tape. And I was uh, not going to say equally as impressive as Noel Devine, but it just brought back some great memories. So I actually, it's ironic you uh, mentioned that. I just watched Rusty's highlight tape a couple of days ago. That's crazy, dude. And I mean, what is crazy is that you and I are both, you know, what, 100 now that Noel Devine's kid is on YouTube? That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's insane, man. I, that was uh, the talk of it. I guess he came out around 06, around the time I was a sophomore, junior in high school, and uh, that was, he was the big dog uh, going into college, and yeah, now he's got a kid uh, oh. in the West Virginia office, so we owe. Lord. All right, so now that I'm depressed, let's talk about some Tarpon baseball. You guys are um, firmly in your off season. You guys are you're pretty much wrapping up the summer ball. I know the Hogs just wrapped up and everything of the sort. Uh, when school starts next week, tell us what that looks like. If a guy wants to get in the cage or whatever it may be, I know there are some things you can do, but it's limited. Like, is it? can you have four of them at a time, or what does that look like? All right, now we're going to give them off. Uh, our plan was to give them off to, uh, to early to mid-September, and that, that's really uh, trying to help Coach Kylie out as far as getting guys cleared and, and girls cleared for the fall sports. Uh, just giving time to get all those athletes cleared, and then we normally ramp up around September. And uh, as far as the four-and-ones, I don't want to go uh, too far into detail until we get more word from it, but we are hearing that four-and-ones are actually going to be going away, uh, possibly, and that's going to be from the LHSA thing, and that will be up to the principals of each school. So I, I, don't, uh, I don't know any more information than that right now. Uh, I think that we're waiting on more information, but there, there's a possibility that our offseason looks uh, tremendously different from what it has been. Uh, we're just waiting on the LHSA to give us uh, kind of some guidance on that. I'm okay. That's that threw me for a loop there. So four by yeah. ones may be going away and it's up to the principal. So if the principal says, Hey coach, you can have 20 of them at a time. Like teams will be able to practice year round. Like I don't, I'm not following. That's a uh, kind of a little, I, I think that they have to iron some stuff out, but uh, as far as the language that that's kind of out right now, we're just waiting on clarification. That's why I don't want to go too far yeah. into it right now, but uh, yeah, things might be changing on that front. Oh, lordy, lordy. Well, man, uh, look, some of the guys that, that you have that have been playing summer ball, um, you know, Joe's been coming on and raving about them and saying that they've been doing well. And unfortunately, a lot of them are guys that have graduated out of the program. But your senior group continued to shine throughout the summer, bro. Joe said, you know, Josh was logging some big innings and a lot of the other guys were you know, performing well. The Tarpons made a lasting impression over the summer, bro. Yeah, man. And uh, I guess that's kind of their last... Uh before they get into the college level, but uh, I know we had Darren and Josh for sure on that uh, that uh, older team for Coach uh, Tutan, and uh, everything I heard was just tremendous from both of them. I saw a lot of highlights from Josh uh, pitching this week at their World Series. Uh, look, I, I think that uh, he's going the right route, but I think a lot of bigger schools are going to wish in two years that they would have offered him sooner, uh, but I, I think that he's going to the perfect spot. Delgado to get bigger, faster, stronger, and uh, I it's hard for me to imagine him not playing Division One baseball come two years or, heck, maybe even one year. You never know how these things uh, roll with the transfer portal or anything like that. And uh, 
Same thing with Darren. I think that uh, there's obviously some things to work on for Darren. He needs to find a home defensively. Uh, but and I think he was playing outfield mostly for the Hogs. Uh, I think he could be a tremendous first baseman at the next level. But you can't duplicate that kind of power in your lineup. He's a special offensive hitter. And when he's in that full-time baseball year-round, uh, you know, uh, becoming a better all-around hitter, hitting, to, hitting middle off a little bit better, I think he has a chance to be a complete player, and he might be another one that has a chance to play at a four. Well, he's going to a four-year university, uh, but you never know how these things end up once they get to that level in the current landscape of college baseball. No doubt about that, dude. Let's talk about your current team, your group that you got coming back. I know you were really pleased with what you saw over the summer. Um, is it just kind of weight room stuff? I know you said they're, they're off for the next couple of weeks or so, but over the summer, did, did you get some gains in the weight room, and are, are the kids getting a little stronger? Uh, well, we uh, we kind of worked with uh, Coach Gidry going through that conditioning thing uh, program, and it was a lot more body weight and conditioning stuff, uh, a lot more flexibility, that kind of stuff. So it wasn't as much that we measuring gains as far as bench press, squat, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it was more uh, getting them better all-around athletes, uh, doing a lot more agility work, and all kind of things that will translate more to the baseball field. Uh, but uh, And Coach Gidry did a tremendous job, and it was great that he did that for all programs at South LaFouche. He's a tremendous coach, and he's very passionate about um, – you know, strength and conditioning. So, uh, you know, we'll kind of see what happens when they get back. They'll be going into their strength and conditioning PE classes, and that's where we're going to get really heavy uh, back into the weights. Really good. Uh, We had Kevin Claymore on yesterday's show. He's the recreation director out in Thibodeau, and he was saying that on an average year, Thibodeau Recreation usually offers baseball to roughly 650, 700 kids. But in the last year, 1,100 kids signed up, which is a ridiculous number. Dude, like, we talk about the growth of this thing. It's not stopping or slowing down anytime soon. 1,100 kids are playing Thibodeau Recreation Baseball. That's absurd, dude. That's unreal, man. And it's just the momentum right now. You know, um, kids around the area are seeing that uh, just from the home of Thibodeau area, so many teams making deep playoff pushes. I believe it was at least four or five that were in the quarterfinals of the playoffs. You got teams here winning districts, winning state championships. And, uh, you know, you see the crowds that we get. Um, you know, it's uh, for our playoff run, that was almost like a football atmosphere for that South Terrebonne series. So, uh, you know, kids getting out to the park, seeing that atmosphere, that leads to, man, maybe I could, uh, maybe this is something that I want to strive for. And it's a lot easier with baseball at the younger levels because, and I'll just be frank with you, at seven and eight year old baseball is a little bit easier on the body than bitty basketball or bantam football. It just is. It's not as difficult on their bodies at those younger ages. So I think that's why you see a lot more guys uh, kind of leaning that way uh, at a younger age. Yeah, sure, no doubt about it. And Okay, so let, let's talk about this. I know BJ often says, BJ Young, that is often says, you know, hey, you know, I'm recruiting the halls. I'm going, you know, if there's a kid that looks good, I'm going to go talk to him. And I know Brody's going to do the same thing for basketball. You know, if he sees a kid that's 6'5", that shows up, he's going to go talk to him. Baseball is a little bit different, but it's like you could be a six four kid, you could you know be a good looking kid, strong, athletic, but if you can't hit a curveball, you can't catch a fly ball, you, you don't have much of a spot. Do you do much of that in baseball? Or are you going, you know, you talk to some of the kids who aren't on the program, or is it a situation where you know you just kind of rely on what they do at the, at the younger levels? Yeah, um, with, with us, it, it's more about uh, kind of looking at what they're doing at the younger levels. Baseball is a little bit more of a specialized sport. Um, in that it's kind of hard to just whenever you, you know, 15 years old, pick up a bat and go try to hit a curveball. It's a little bit more difficult uh, for those guys to pick up. Um, so it's 
kind of different, you know, with uh, football. I mean, you could see a, a guy walking the hall, six one, six two, looks a little bit athletic. Yeah, he could help you. <laughs> you know, uh, we'll take him. Uh, but with baseball, it's uh, it's a little bit more difficult. So we're trying to catch some of those tweener athletes at the freshman level to where we could at least kind of break them in. But once they get to that junior, senior level, it's kind of hard just to step up and come play baseball. Yeah, I figured that'd be the answer. So let's talk about this, dude. I know you follow baseball at all levels, and I'm going to do a whole segment on this after we get off with you. LSU baseball is about ready to soar. They're just killing it on the recruiting trail. They get Gavin Dugas announces his return earlier in the week. And then yesterday they get the transfer from Paul Skeens, who's a transfer from Air Force. There are a lot of folks who are saying he's going to be LSU's best pitcher, but also could be maybe LSU's DH because he's like in the Otani mold. He hits and he pitches. Uh, on top of, you know, Tommy Tanks, who they got at 28 home runs as a freshman, on top of all the other players that they have returning, number one high school class in the country, Jay Johnson has this roller coaster soaring through the stratosphere right now. LSU baseball is about to take off. Yeah, and I uh, hope Tennessee had fun while it lasted. Yes. Because, uh, uh, you know, what, what's going on right now in Baton Rouge is just ridiculous. And I I, I don't know what kind of, if it's, uh, you know, just believing in Coach Johnson. I don't know if it's NIL deals that uh, LSU's been able to, you know, our area and LSU in particular has an advantage over any other program in the SEC and in the country as far as how big of a priority college baseball is. So uh, I think on the recruiting level, if they want a guy uh, – you know, I think that, you know, local businesses are willing to, you know, maybe poke out and help out a little bit more in baseball than at other schools around the country. Um, and it's just tremendous. And Coach Johnson's a tremendous coach. Heard him talk uh, several times at clinics. Um, I think that this thing's fixing to get rolling and it ain't going to stop for a very long time. Coach Johnson's a young coach. And, uh, you know, he's uh, LSU baseball is what people think of Alabama Notre Dame football as the traditional powerhouses. And you get a guy like that with that much passion uh, with, uh, you know, the local business community putting that much emphasis on baseball and wanting LSU baseball to be good. I think sky's the limit for years to come. So Stan often told me during the sports corner on Saturdays, and, and sometimes he was kind of joking and saying it tongue in cheek, but now I think it's becoming like an actual thing. He always said that, you know, it was always amazing the you know the the fact that um, a lot of the best hitters or a lot of the best athletes get thrown on the mound, right? And the coaches say, "Hey, go pitch for us, go pitch for us." But now a lot of those guys are starting to do both. I mean, you see Otani doing it at the next level. There, there's a prospect for the Rays that I forget his name. He's doing both, and then you get this kid at LSU who's you know apparently could do both at the professional levels. Do you think we're going to start seeing a situation where some of these high school guys who bat 500 but also have an ERA below one, like? You think we're going to see a world where we're going to start seeing hitting and pitching between the two guys again? I really think so. And, uh, you know, guys, they could handle it. I, I mean, I'm just going to say it right now. I think that Josh Pierce could hit on the college level, and he's obviously going there as a pitcher. But I, I think that he could uh, be a college second baseman and pitch at that level too. So, uh, you know, these, these there's only so many spots and so many scholarship spots uh, that are allocated. And if you get guys that could do both, I mean, you're killing two birds with one stone if you're offering scholarships to these guys. Uh, but I think Otani, what he's doing right now is definitely busting down some doors, and I think the mentality is definitely changing. And, uh, you know, reading up on the guy that LSU just got from Air Force, this is a guy that's uh, projected to be a first-round pick next year uh, on the mound, and, you know, he hit over 300 for him. They're thinking that he could do a little bit better at LSU. He could catch. He could play the infield. So uh, I think little by little it's not going to be an overnight change because baseball is one of your slower-moving sports in terms of trends and not wanting to get away from the old way. 
but I think that if you got guys that can handle it, I definitely see it coming down the line. You and I have never talked about this before, um, but I'm, I'm curious to hear your answer. On the show about a week or so ago, we were talking about what the Orioles are doing right now, which you know they're playing about 500 baseball. Look, they're likely not going to make the playoffs because they got such a long road to hoe in the American League, but they're 50 and 49 with one of the lowest payrolls in the sport. And I think, Coach, one of the things that makes baseball so great is that this could happen. Because look, if you had... If you took the salary cap away in the NBA, all the best players would sign with a handful of three, four, five teams. Those teams would win. The other teams would lose. In the NFL, if you took the salary cap away, all the best linemen and receivers and everything would all go to a handful of teams. Those teams would win. The other teams would lose. In baseball, it's a little bit different. You could have those younger, hungrier guys, and you could see a world where an Orioles team could be 50 and 49 with a payroll that coach isn't even equal to the one-year salary of some guys around the sport. It's yeah. awesome to see. That's the only sport in, that, that exists where the little guy actually does consistently beat the big guy sometimes. Yeah, and no, it's just such a humbling game. And it doesn't matter. Baseball is a sport, and uh, it's weird to say this, but you know how great of an athlete you are. It doesn't matter how you know fast you can run or how far. you, you got to hit a, a curveball. You gotta, it's so much that goes into it, and um, – you know, at the major league level, especially, you know, it's uh, it's so much based on the home run now where you see teams that could play a little bit scrappy or scratch some wins across. It's just an interesting dynamic. And even at our level, man, you got teams, you know, that, you know, you, you ain't got to be a world beater. You don't have to have the biggest, fastest, strongest guys. I mean, I mean, look at us. Uh, you know, this past year, we passed the eye test when we walked into the ballpark, uh, for sure. We had some big guys that could really swing it. And it was a smaller, scrappier team that ends up knocking us out and going on and winning a state championship. Uh, it's a very humbling game, and you got to outplay people. It's as simple as that. You can't out-athlete people like you can in other sports, uh, like football, for instance. I mean, if you you got to receive it as just faster than the DB on them, and a guy that could get them the ball, you could beat them. In basketball, if you got one guy that could just go in and dominate a game, you could win. Baseball, it takes all nine guys, and you really have to outplay people uh, in order to have success in this game. Yeah, no doubt. Look, the best player in the sport is Mike Trout. He's never been on a winning team. Poor guy. Exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Before I let you go, I want to get at least one football question in. When do you guys start practices with the freshmen, bro, and what are you excited most to see with the kids? Uh, we're starting August uh, 1st, this Monday, and this week it's going to be kind of a lot of uh, paperwork and uh, getting guys cleared. Um, you know, we uh, I think we have 13 guys that are actually cleared right now. It's just how the paperwork goes, and it takes a little while to get guys cleared, especially at that freshman level where they're not used to filling out the packets. Uh, it takes a little time. Um, but our big thing this week is going to be teaching. Um, you know, we're going to get on the uh... – Coach, you still with us, bro? Hey, I'm sorry. Oh, all good, all good. Um but um, we're just trying to teach this week, uh, have guys, you know, uh, le learning how to line up, how to, how to run our base offense, how to run inside zone, outside zone, and really focusing on that, focusing on the way we stretch, focusing on tackling technique, blocking technique. That way, whenever we get them uh, able to get 20, 30 kids out there all in helmets, uh, we'll be ready to rock and roll. And our numbers right now are in the mid-30s, which for our freshman football team is nice. absolutely terrific. And uh, that's with some guys that will get pulled up. Nice. Look, buddy, thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend, bro. All right. Thank you, man. Yep. That is Coach Chan Legitros with Tarpon Baseball doing a great job. Love chatting with these guys about, you know, pro sports and college sports because, look, they got great insight into this stuff. Interesting to hear, and I agree, and I'm going to do a whole segment on this in the next, in the next part of the show. <laughs>
If this were the stock market, you take your money out of the Ole Miss stocks, you take your money out of the Tennessee stocks, you take your money out of the Florida stocks, and you put it in LSU. And we'll talk about that in the next segment of the show. The Tiger baseball recruiting is out of this world right now. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call state farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Friend Building Materials is inviting you to our 7th Annual Fishing Rodeo, Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, in the same spot as always, Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Scales will open Friday with a cornhole tournament at 6 p.m. Saturday's festivities include minnow races for the kids, auctions, door prizes, and more, and we'll have gator coolers for first, second, and third place in each category. This year's benefactors are the Center in Cutoff and Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. Check out our Facebook page for more details. See you all there. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. What does the WeatherBug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose WeatherBug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Thank Chandler Kitros for the time in the last segment, and we'll get to Damian St. Pierre in the next segment, but it's play-by-play on KOEB. I'm fired up. I, I look. I, there's no other way to say it. Uh, I'm giddy. I'm extremely fired up because I'm telling you all right now, 
I adjust the mic. I want to make sure that the mic is the right level away from me as we talk about this. It's 12.07 on July 29th, 2022. Write these words down. All these programs around the country that beat LSU this past season, maybe kicked the Tigers around a little bit, Texas A&M beat them two out of three. Auburn beat them two out of three. Arkansas swept them. Ole Miss swept them. All these programs, Tennessee ruled the conference. Southern Miss beat them two out of three in a regional. Hope y'all had y'all fun. Hope y'all had y'all fun. LSU's about ready to dominate the sport of college baseball. Jay Johnson, in the recruiting work that he has done in the one year that he has been in place in Baton Rouge, is nothing short of magic. Like, it is unbelievable how good the Tigers' recruiting class is. So good that I have friends of mine who aren't even fans of college baseball that are just, you know, analytical folks that like to dive and see stats and crunch numbers and everything just because that's fun to them. Even they're coming to me and saying, dude, like, this is like one of the best recruiting classes, if not the best recruiting class in the history of the sport. At the high school level, they survived the draft. They're going to lose five, six guys to the MLB. That's fine. They have like 15 guys in the top 300 in the country. Remember the analyst said if you split their class in two, you would have the number one and the number two class. That's where LSU was sitting. Yeah, you lose five, six guys. That's okay. You still got studs all across the rest of the diamond that are going to be going to campus. You return Trey Morgan. You return Dylan Cruz. You return a lot of other pieces. Gavin Duga coming back. And now let's talk about the portal. Transfer portal is a big part of the game now across the college landscape. You got to be proficient. You got to know how to use it. You got to know how to use it to your advantage. LSU did lose quite a bit of players out of the portal. Reserve players, guys who weren't playing, guys who weren't making a huge impact. They swapped those guys out with guys who were going to make monstrous impacts in their first year in Baton Rouge. Dylan Tabrecki, Creighton, two-time Big East Pitcher of the Year, 222 innings, 49 appearances, 2.84 ERA, 230 strikeouts. Last year, 8-2 overall, 115 strikeouts, 2.81 ERA, and 93 innings. Going to be a stud. Weekend arm for LSU. Christian Little from Vanderbilt as a sophomore, pitching in the SEC, 3.72 ERA, 39 or excuse me, 38.2 innings, 46 strikeouts, one and two record overall. That's a Vanderbilt guy coming in. Tommy White, Tommy Tanks, the best freshman hitter that the sport has seen in a long time. 362 batting average, 27 home runs. 23 walks, the 2022 ACC Freshman of the Year, the NCAA's all-time freshman home run record holder, first-team All-ACC. This is not the, you know, the Sisters of the Poor League. This is the ACC, Major Conference College Baseball, 362 average, 27 home runs, Tommy White. Carter Young from Vanderbilt, he's going to be a depth guy. He's not going to make a huge impact, just kind of a, Scrappy, bottom of the order guy, could play defense, bat 207, seven home runs, 26 RBI. Thatcher Hurd, one of the best pitchers in the country two seasons ago, missed this past season with an injury, 
He was 2-0 with a 1.06 ERA at UCLA. 48 strikeouts, 4 earned runs in 48 innings. 4 earned runs in 48 innings. And that is on top of the new commitment that Jay Johnson got yesterday, Paul Skeens from Air Force, a right-handed pitcher and a catcher who's going to come into Baton Rouge and likely start on the weekend and likely be in the batting lineup when he's not pitching. He was 10-3 and this past season with a 2.73 ERA, 96 strikeouts and 85 and two-thirds innings. On the uh, at the plate, rather, he batted 314 with 13 home runs and 38 RBI. It's compared to Shohei Otani and is considered to be a top five pick in the next MLB draft. I hope that the other programs in the SEC have had their fun in the last couple of years. Ole Miss, you won the national championship. Kudos, man. Like, that's awesome. We're happy for Coach Bianco. You ain't winning another one for a while. To the Florida program that's been so proficient and that's had so much success, you guys are awesome. Yeah, you're not winning the SEC for a little bit. To Tennessee and the cocky head coach, and I'm forgetting his name, drawing a blank. I'm going to Google it right now. Tennessee baseball coach. Tony Vitalo, how could I have forgotten the name? The coach Tony Vitalo. Hope you had your fun, bro. You had a wonderful season this past year. You didn't make it to the College World Series. Came up a little bit short, but you won like a zillion games. Had one of the best regular season baseball programs in recent year in the SEC. LSU's coming for you. They're about ready to bust you up. The Tigers needed pitching this past season. They got a whole lot of it. The kid from UCLA, the kid from Creighton, now the kid from Air Force on top of some of the kids that are returning, the kid from Vanderbilt on top of that. On kid on top of the high school arms that they got in the in this this high school class, studs on top of studs on top of studs on top of studs. LSU baseball is about to soar, soar. If you're a Tiger baseball fan, you got to understand something. This past season, while the year didn't, and, and look, I, I hear, I hear it, I, I see some of the commentary on social media. Fans are saying, "Oh, well, you know, that's cool. He's got the players now. He's got to do something with them." Almost like implying that Jay Johnson's not going to be able to win with the talent that he gets for himself. He went 40-22 and 22 last year with a team that didn't have anybody who deserved to be in a weekend rotation in the SEC. Mikhail Hilliard maybe, maybe could be a number three guy in the SEC on a dominant SEC team. Maybe. But it's more likely that he's a relief guy or like a midweek guy. Other than that, they had nothing else. They ran out of pitching in a regional in the NCAA tournament in the third inning of the first game. <laughs> Once Hilliard left the first game against, who was it that they were playing? I forget the, uh, Kennesaw State. They didn't have another quality arm the entire rest of the way. In the NCAA tournament, they gave up 11 runs, 6 runs, 8 runs, and 8 runs. They gave up 6, 8, and 8 to a Southern Miss team that then played Ole Miss the next weekend and couldn't score at all. Southern Miss was not a good offense at all, and LSU couldn't get him out. So Jay Johnson won 40 games with that, went 17-13 and 13 in the SEC with that. Now he's going to have a collection of some of the best talent in the country, and they are going to steamroll everyone that they play. This is an LSU team that's going to have the capabilities of winning near 50 games in the regular season next year, have the capability of winning 22-23 SEC games next year, they're going to have the best offense. They're going to be improved on the mound. They're going to have some hunger. The kids are having fun. Look 
out. This is a baseball program that is about to take over the sport. I've long said, and I was a guy that was off the Maneri train the last three or four years that he was there, and this is why. Because I know what energy and inspiration and being inspired at LSU could do. You've got the most resources. The kids want to be part of your program. I know what it should look like. This is what it should look like. You're getting all the dudes. The kids are fired up. You're, you're number one at everything. And now you're going to have the most talented roster and you're just going to beat the hell out of everybody. That's what LSU baseball should be. Next year, it would be a huge disappointment if the program didn't make it to the College World Series. Whereas the last couple of years, it would be like a nice surprise if they did. The momentum has completely reversed. Jay Johnson's got that team headed in the right direction. The rest of the SEC is on alert. Hope you've had y'all fun. We're about ready to take some things back over in Baton Rouge. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. I'm fired up. I got to cool down. We got Damian St. Pierre coming in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It's been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S dot com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome back to play-by-play here at Casey Gisclair. Enjoying our Friday afternoon. We hope the same for you all. If you're on your lunch break, hope you find a good, nice bite to eat. If you're on the way home and you have the afternoon off on Friday, be safe on the roads. We go to the phone lines now. We go to Damien St. Pierre. Coach, good afternoon, brother. How you doing? 
Hey, Casey, good. Good good afternoon as well. Just finishing my lunch break, actually. Very good, dude. Look, uh, you guys, I, I often say the fall is my favorite time of the year, and we often talk about, you know, oh, well, that means it's football, that means it's this, that means it's that. That also means it's time to sign up these kids and get them ready to play some bitty basketball with you all down the bayou. Give us a rundown of the registration dates and how people could get involved. So it looks like right now our registration is going to go live on August 1st. We're going to try to go primarily online. So if, you, if you're if on Facebook, look up Solid Food Bitty Basketball. We're going to be in the schools and once they start with flyers with a lot more information. Uh, our first meeting was last night. I think we got a great group. A lot of the same uh, board members returning. We had a, you know, we put together a good season compared to a lot of other organizations. In that, you know, the the storm and whatnot, we're just happy to kind of have a season last year. But this year, we're going to kind of capitalize on on a little bit of time, and you know, we're going to live stream games again, which is something we did there. Uh, just a lot of player, um, I guess, just interaction. A lot of social media, which I'm—I didn't tell you this yet, but I'm gonna lean on you for some for some of this stuff. So sure. uh, just get just get ready. Yeah, let's ready do it. For a good season. So physically, um, we're looking at August 9th, August 11th, August 16th, and August uh, 19th as our official sign-up date, and that's gonna be from six to eight o'clock at the Cutoff Youth Center. But again, we're gonna try to push for everything to be online. It's, it's very simple form, very simple to pay, and it, it's uh, it's a lot easier than, than having to get out there and wait in the lines. Let's talk about this, dude. I want to give out of boys and out of girls to some of these folks because you're the president of South Fouche Bitty Basketball, but I've been on the board before. I know it takes a lot of hard work. Vice President Cody Sanamo, Secretary Marla Cooper, Treasurer David A. Bear, Treasurer Chelsea Abado, and Sergeant Arms Brad Terrebone, as well as the rest of the board that's you know not the, the actual elected officials. Couldn't do it without those folks, man. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't I don't think people get a, a great appreciation, <clears throat> excuse me, on the amount of time that it, that it takes, not only just to set up registration and then to deal with registration, just being, uh, you know, now we're, we're moving to more, like I said, an online deal where it makes it a little bit easier, but still then having to do with, deal with the schedule and then having to deal with the day-to-day. And, and you got to understand that everybody has opinions, um, but a lot of people just like to talk. And if you're, more, if you're interested in more than just talking, please feel free to join us. Help us out on the weekends. You know, you, you run the score table. You run the ticket counter. Uh, Cut off Youth Center does a great job running concession. You know, they're always looking for help there, and uh, you, you got 450 to 500 kids. You can, you got you know a whole another set of parents on on each of for each of those those kids. So uh, a lot of a lot of people like to talk. So if you want to if you want to get in and lend a helping hand, it's more than more than willing to uh, to take you on on that. So our our other board members, Mr. Abelberg and Mr. Michael um that do a tremendous job. They're they're relatively new. And they did a great job last year in some some crazy circumstances that we that we dealt with. But our entire board does a great job, and I, I think we're getting to a little further. In, I guess into our season and how we're doing things, and we, we don't have a lot of turnover. We used to have a lot of turnover on our boards. So we have a lot of consistency, which is something that uh, that speaks volumes. Beautiful. Um, let's talk about this. You know, throughout the course of the week, we've been trying to solve this problem. High school. Uh, football is in a big number crunch. Uh, you know, Kevin Claymore came on yesterday, said, hey, they need something like, you know, 70 or 80 officials. They've got like 29 right now. I've asked he, you know, what he would do to try to fix it. And, you know, he talked about some some of the different recruiting efforts or whatever. We asked some of the coaches about their thoughts. So I thought, you know, and the light bulb went off last night. Hey, why don't we ask Damien about this? You're an actual real-life recruiter. So when there's a shortage of something, how do you make it more appealing? Man, if you were – in charge of the Louisiana High School Officials Association, what would you do to boost these numbers? Okay, so I can tell you, I do not envy the officials. I respect 
purely what they do, but it's difficult because, like we said, you got foreign kids. You you also have those parents and parents in the stands. You know, sometimes they think they that they officiate the games, and it's tough. Uh, you got to keep control of some crazy situations, and you know, in certain parts of of the world, it, it gets a little crazier. But um, as a recruiter, if if you're not having success, uh, I, I saw the, the the demographics that the LHSA released about maybe sixty percent of the officials are over the age of 38. Uh, you got to attack that younger generation. You know, maybe the, the kids that are coming out of, of of high school that aren't going to play college ball somewhere. That's that's the that's the target that you got to go after because that those are the guys that that are that know the game. They're playing in the game. They know the game and they're coming in. They're in great condition already. They and they they kind of know what to see. And you could always coach those guys up. But you got to. It's like anything else. You got to make it fun and you got to make it to where people want to do something, whether it be, um, you know, being re- recognition, whether it be, uh, I saw they were, you know, in, enticing them for paying for uniforms and, and training and things like that. You got to, you got to develop people. And if you could start at that, 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 that younger age, develop the men, then you get numbers down from, from having those older officials into some younger officials. And I think that that's the way that, that I was looking for that, trying to fix that. But like, I feel it, it it's difficult. And, you know, we work with, uh, with a couple Different people and getting our our officials uh, for bidding—that's tough. Uh, I, I'm unfortunately, unfortunately, I guess I, I, I have to do some of that, which is uh, that's why I feel their pain. I get it, you know. And, and big shout out to Tory Duncan, Derek Ross, who always oh, always take care of us whenever you know wherever we're in need. Very good. Let's talk about this. You guys made the trip out to Florida last weekend. Had one heck of a ride, man. Finished just a little bit short, but wrapped up your summer with a great group of girls. I know you got to be awfully proud of the way they performed, man. Yeah, unbelievable. We, and we kind of talked about it. You know, we didn't know what kind of mind frame we'd be in. We came to play, uh, even though it's a vacation vibe. Whenever the, the whistle blew and the ball was tipped, we were ready to go. And, you know, I think we, we came up a little bit short. Um, man, everything changed in that championship game, though. Everything that we that we worked up to, some of the rules changed. Um, you know, the, the even from the, the the scorekeeper, you know, different rules. Now we're, you know, now we're in championship. Now we're actually following some different rules. So it took a bit of an adjustment period. And, you know, the way the, that the pool was, was, was scheduled, I'm not going to make any excuses because at the end of the day, we should have been in a, in, in better condition. But at the, at the end of the day, they, we played an extra game. And that's what about three minutes and 30 seconds. I looked at my assistant coach, Brad Terrible, and I thought, man, we, we're done. And that was, that was it. You know, the great team from Alabama that, that we lost to. Um, I think they had some, Terrible attitudes, but that's that's a, another story for another day. But they were they were ready for us, and we were ready for them, and they made a couple more shots down the stretch than we did. But credit to the girls, our girls, they they did a tremendous job. Something that you know, I'm very up and down. We've coached them before, so I get up, I'm, I'm excited, and I get you know, I get aggravated, and, and I show it. My emotions show these girls. I try to teach this where we don't get too high with the highs, don't get too low with the lows. They did a tremendous job of that. Anytime we were down. There was no quitting. Anytime we were up, there's no quitting. Uh, tremendous job, tremendous effort, tremendous season for those girls. And it's something special that they'll understand, you know, that maybe when they get a little bit older, it's a huge accomplishment to uh, to encompass what they did going in from Biddy All-Stars to to AAU and travel ball. It's, you know, the same core group. And we played close to 60 games, and, and we've been successful in, in, in a, a lot more than we've been unsuccessful. Very good. Let's talk about this, man. Uh, there's big wrestling weekend this weekend. You got SummerSlam. That's actually tomorrow. I, I'm over here thinking it's Sunday. It's actually tomorrow, 
And then you get the news this time. It was actually right after uh, the show went off the air last Friday that Vince McMahon's going to be retiring, which I never thought was going to happen. I thought he was going to die in his position. Now, look, we're understanding the reasons why. I mean, a lot of things have leaked out, and, you know, there was some money that was unaccounted for and this, that, and the other. What are your thoughts, dude? The old man's going away, and a lot of folks are excited. Some folks are uncertain. I'm kind of on the fence in between taking a wait-and-see approach. Didn't think we'd see the day, but we're here, WWE post-McMahon. I'm kind of like you. I never thought this day would come, and it's kind of a forced into situation, you know, with a couple of the things that you mentioned. But I'm, I got to admit, I'm a little bit excited. I know with, with Triple H is now in, in that seat, and he did a great job with NXT whenever they were first coming up, and he was in charge and had a lot of people that, um, you know, maybe not watching wrestling as much, tuned into that strictly because of some of the matches that were that were put together. I think um, I don't know if McMahon's going to be too happy with the with the way that's going to go because I. I got a feeling that it's going to be a, a total 180 from you know what compared to what he's do what he what he built and what he's doing. But I'm, I'm excited. I think Triple H is going to do a good job of, of managing that. Um, just reading some of the the quarter dirt sheets, it seems like the morale in the in the locker room is a lot better, knowing that that it, uh, that he's kind of driving the ship. I just think the younger talent is going to be pushed, and I think there's going to be a lot more um, you know a lot more entertaining matches rather than just the same old people. Uh, just because you're six five and two fifty, you're gonna get TV time, and it'll be good for guys like us that hate pretty much everybody that's on TV now. <laughs> right, right. So let's talk about this. Um, you know, there's a lot of speculation. But look, he still does own the company, right? He's got the majority of voting shares. There's a lot of speculation that the game plan's gonna be all right. Let's just let the water simmer a little bit. Then maybe a year, or eighteen months from now, we'll just kind of slowly whittle ourselves back in. You think he's actually done, or do you think that this situation where he might try to you know, rear his ugly head again in the future. He's going to be involved some way, but I just think with the allegations and things that are coming out against him, and nothing that we need to get into on uh, on this time, but some of the allegations, I just think it, he he understands that it's that's his time to just kind of let go. And um, but uh, you know, he's kind of like that old retired guy that he's always going to have his hand in something. Uh, not will his opinion be valid and validated by the people that are actually in charge and, and you know seen through. That's another story, but he'll he'll be involved in some way. But he's got, he's going to have some time to himself, and and uh, he's not going to like what's happening. Uh, he's a, he's an old school guy. He's going to be some new school tactics, but uh, he's always going to be involved. I whenever this was announced, uh, and now we're shifting gears talking about Ric Flair. Whenever it was announced that Ric Flair was going to have his last match, I thought that this was dumb. I thought that you know, like, what are we doing? Type of thing. The way that they have built this and the way that the, the story that they have painted and the documentary series that they have launched and the way that they've used their podcast and everything of the sort, I'm now kind of excited to see what's going to happen on Sunday. It's going to be Ric Flair and Andrade versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I'm not a big Jeff Jarrett guy. I do like his podcast, but the way that they have played him into the super villain here, I'm at least going to be peeking with an eye on Sunday to see this. I hope Ric Flair doesn't get severely injured, though in the lead-up to this, he got busted open the hard way with a high heel shoe, so he's going to do something crazy. Are you like me? Like, Have you kind of turned over the other leaf and are going to be kind of checking on this on Sunday? Okay, so I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I looked at uh, ticket, flight tickets to go to Nashville. <laughs> like, I was, I'm, I'm that. Like, I'm, I'm still not 100% that I'm missing that. Just some of the packages that are available, It's a, they made it a whole, like almost like a Hall of Fame weekend where they have these galas and uh, award ceremonies and meet and greets and ro they have a roast I think on Saturday night it's going to be a whole weekend full of events and they did a great job of not only booking these events at the same time but like you said with the build up with you know we, as a wrestling fan you always want to be 
you always want to be teetering that line of reality because that's what gets us talking, right? Everything we talk about wrestling is going to be, oh, well, is this is this legit? Like, am I interested in this because of that? But they did a great job, like you said, with you know, with with Conrad Thompson and, and Jeff, Jeff Jack going at it on the podcast. That you know, what we're, are we are we shooting here? Are we are we just trying to sell tickets? You know, but the whole event is going to be awesome. Uh, I think they're going to make it. I think they're going to make it where Flair goes out on top, and I don't think they're going to make him do too much. But at the same time, he's Ric Flair, and you know, he's the, he's the greatest of all time. And a lot of people's opinions, including mine. I just believe that he's going to do something crazy, but they're not going to let him. They're not going to let him ride too much. That's the reason that they're kind of putting in a tag team match. You're not going to have to let him do everything, but he's going to do something that, that's going to uh, make that whatever whatever way you spend in the ticket, either watch it live or watch it streaming online to to make that money worth spending for sure. That um, I'm not not saying I'm not going to be in the house, but I'm going to be watching some some way somehow. Well, there was a report on ESPN.com earlier this week that. In the preparation for the match, Ric Flair leaned on Charlotte a little bit and was like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Charlotte said that she nixed Ric Flair going up to the top and getting pressed onto the floor. So that was in Rick's mind to do that. Not into onto the ring, onto the floor outside of the ring. So, yeah, he's apparently got eyes to doing some pretty crazy stuff. It's kind of like, uh, you know, every time we, we with that um, Kevin Owens is on WrestleMania, he's coming off of Something, whatever the highest point in the arena is going to be, he's coming off of that. So I, I'm expecting some kind of uh, feat that, that that's going to almost kill him. I mean, the guy's devoted more than uh, you know more than three quarters of his life to to the wrestling game. He's gonna he's gonna go out on top. Now, hopefully, this is it. Uh, you know, he's had about 16 retirement matches so far, <laughs> but 16 time champion, 16 time retirement match <laughs> Just to coincide that. But I think he's going to do something crazy. But I think they're going to. Uh, you know, at the same time, they're gonna they're gonna throttle it back a little bit, but you know, once you get out there, the the script's written, but it's not always followed. So let's talk about this. Um, your your favorite topic. Let's talk about the New Orleans Saints for a second. Camp has just opened up. The Saints are on the practice field. Michael Thomas is actually back in the lineup. Kind of made me eat a little bit of crow. He is off of the pup list after starting camp on it. Um, what are your thoughts about New Orleans? And then are there any other teams that you think might kind of sneak up? It's like the Bing- the Bengals came out of nowhere last year. Are there any other teams like that that you think might sneak up on everybody this year? I, I was kind of in the same boat as you with Michael Thomas. I didn't think we'd ever see him on the, on the field again. Then hearing some of the stories, like kind of like sneaking into practice and like seems like he's kind of excited to, uh, to, to get back on the field. I, I, I really enjoy watching uh, and I guess both ways. James Winston's kind of like it's kind of like a rubberneck in a, in a in a car accident. You know, you 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 watch it just to see if something if something's happening. Uh, last year, I think he made a lot of progress. Unfortunate injury there, um, but just hearing some of the, I watched a clip of him talking to to his receivers at, at maybe before camp, and seems like he's taking a big time leadership role, and he's accepting that he wants to be here and that he's getting better, and just spending a lot of time, you know. Working, working to get better. He doesn't seem maybe he grew out a little bit of that immaturity that he had coming into the league, and he's understanding what it takes to be a winner now. Uh, so I'm anxious to see that. Uh, you got the offense rolling. You got a lot of weapons, and then you got you know Da as the, as the head coach uh, is the defensive guy. So maybe they could put it all together. Maybe they could do something. Maybe they'll have more than six wins this year. I would see. I was way too much. Maybe too much positivity for me, for me not to end on a negative note. Um, <laughs> Casey, my, my, my brain's gonna be um, my brain's gonna go crazy. But one guy that I'm interested in seeing, you can tell me you're gonna know, is the kind of nerdy coach that's for the Dolphins. And his name escapes me at the moment. 
you know. I know who you're talking about, but I'm also drawing a blank. I'm Googling it right now. Uh, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, exactly. That's, to me, that's the most interesting story of the NFL. A guy like that that maybe would have been overlooked in a lot of different teams and a lot of different eras now is getting a chance. You know, it's probably that guy that was maybe 20 years ago or 15 years ago would have probably been in the film room, you know, just breaking down film for a coach that, that didn't that, that fit the bill. And now a guy like that's getting a chance. You know, in your mind, do you think a guy like that that has – He's not a he's not a rah rah guy. He's not a uh, you know he's not a, probably not a, a players coach guy. He's a kind of an analytical guy that that kind of runs his schemes off of that. What do you think a guy like that could be successful in today's NFL? That was always the way that I coached. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> if we're coaching the NFL, we're not, we're not doing something right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was always good at Madden, so I mean, there's that. But no, no, all, all jokes aside, I do think that's the way to go. I, I do think that's the way to go. Because you know. We see it in baseball. There are there are numbers and statistics for everything. And look now, if you watch a major league baseball game, it's almost unbearable because the defense knows where the ball is going to be hit before it's even pitched. So there's always a fielder there, and there's not a lot of offense because of that. I think you could take some of that into the NFL as well. And hell, he was offensive uh, coordinator for the 49ers. They had Jimmy Garoppolo and almost made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, that's that's just so interesting to me. It's somebody that took a chance on a guy like that. And, you know, it doesn't fit the, the, the normal criteria of an NFL head coach. I think that's just so interesting to me uh, to be able to see that unfold. And gets me watching the Dolphins, which is which could be good or bad. Haven't watched the Dolphins since Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just clowning. Bro. But no, I do think it's going to work out. But, bro, we're up against it, man. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend, dude. And I'm sure we'll be chit-chatting about the wrestling over the weekend. Okay, bro? Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Casey. Appreciate you. Yep. That is Damien St. Pierre. Oh, that was a corny joke. I haven't watched the Dolphins since Ace Ventura. No, he brings up a good point. Mike McDaniel is an interesting guy. He's out there. He's not your prototypical, you know, former, you know, college standout, whatever it may be. He's an analytical dude. He's a number nerd. He's going to bring a different perspective, and it may well work out. And if it does work out, guess what every other team in the league is going to do? Hire a guy just like him. (laughs) that's the way the NFL works. It's such a copycat league, and the Dolphins are taking a chance at it. And look, I like taking chances like this because what's the worst thing that's going to happen? It's not going to work. Then, okay, that's cool. You get a bunch of top 10 picks in the draft. So the NFL, amongst other sports, is one where you could roll the dice every once in a while because if it blows up in your face, you have the first pick, (laughs) which which is something that's not altogether all that bad. Baseball is a little different. Baseball, the first pick in the draft, don't mean a whole lot. The NBA is kind of different because unless if there's that phenom talent at the top, losing doesn't always equate to something, right? That's why there are so many teams that have been bad for such a long time. The NFL is different. If you have the number one pick consistently in the NFL and you're still screwing it up, that's it's shame on you because usually the teams that are at the bottom end up becoming the teams at the top. That's the way the league was designed. Look at the Bengals. Look at some of the other examples of that. So we'll see how it goes for the Dolphins. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I got our weekend predictions on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. Always on the run and short on cash? With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Two good calls today. Two real good calls. Chandler Gitros and Damien St. Pair. Thank them both for the time. They're our regular Friday guest. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Let's thank our sponsors real quick. Uh, Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. All right, let's get our weekend predictions here. Let's see. Let's open up the MLB slate here. And I can tell you that the first weekend prediction is, I think that my Atlanta Braves are going to get back on track, and I think they're going to sweep the Arizona Diamondbacks this weekend. They're playing at home against Arizona. Um Coming off of a series against Philly where they didn't play their best, I think Atlanta's going to be angry. I think Atlanta's going to play up to their full potential, knowing that they're now three games behind the Mets in the East. I think Arizona's got it coming. I think that Atlanta's going to put it on them pretty hard. The next weekend prediction goes along the same lines of Major League Baseball. Teams are not going to wait until the deadline, which I believe is August the 2nd. Um, we're going to start seeing some trades like now. Uh, we saw... One last night, it was a minor deal. The Mets get a Tyler Naquin and a bullpen arm. We're going to start to see some movement over the weekend, right? Because that's usually how it works. It's it's a domino thing. You know, the dominoes start rolling and spinning down. And um, I don't know that we'll see Soto dealt. 
I don't know that we'll see Otani dealt, though there are beginning to be whispers that he is available. Um, but I do think we're going to see some movement. Castillo, you know, some of the arms out in Oakland. Um, maybe Whit Merrifield at Kansas City. Whit Merrifield is a good player, but he's been awful this season. Um, but maybe with a change of scenery, something could work out for him. And that's the thing about this, right? And when you're judging the trade deadline, you always got to keep in mind that a guy's stats right now, there's maybe some apathy there, right? Because look, the Braves traded for Jorge Soler last deadline. He was hitting below 200. He was buried in Kansas City, wasn't interested, didn't want to play. Gets to Atlanta, now all of a sudden he's in a pennant chase and he, you know, he's on a team that got a shot to win it. And he just starts raking. Like he was hitting like 260, 270, hitting a bunch of home runs, hit maybe the longest home run I've ever seen in the World Series. Ball still hasn't landed. Um, I think that that's the thing to keep it, you know, like the best general managers find those gems and understand that, hey, maybe this guy's just not fully into it, but maybe we could get a little more out of him and we'll see how it goes. Next prediction I think Boston's going to start selling. They're 50 and 50. I think they're going to start selling. They're last place in their division, right? You're 500 club, you're going to last in your division. Um, I understand that the inclination is, oh, bro, we're really not that far back in the wild card standings. Come on, dude. You got to jump so many damn teams to get up there. They're only three and a half back, but they've got to jump one, two. Like, they've got to jump a, a whole slew of teams to get up near the top of that thing. I think Boston would be well served to be honest with themselves and understand, hey, we're not good enough sell off a couple of pieces and let, and let's run it back next year. I think we'll start to see that happening. The next one, well, never mind. My next prediction was I was about ready to say that Charles Barkley was going to stay with TNT and shun live golf. And I see that actually has happened. That's a headline on ESPN.com. So never mind. <laughs> one of my weekend predictions was that Barkley was going to eventually tire of the negotiations and the discussions about per- perhaps going with live golf. And the more they drug their feet, the better chances TNT had, but I see that that's exactly how it played out. So Chuck is going to stay with TNT for at least another season. Um, now the next weekend prediction that I have is going to be this. Um, I really believe that, you know, we're not going to see any movement on this Kevin Durant stuff. And this is not a weekend prediction. This is like a next 60 days prediction. I think Kevin Durant and the trade talks are done. I think he is going back to the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think there's any traction I don't think there's any movement at all. I think that that's fully done, and I think that that Durant is going to be back in Brooklyn. That you don't hear any whispers or any conversation about that anymore. Um, the price was just too much. The price was just too much, and teams are not going to gut their their assortment of draft picks and trade their young players away because those young players would be the guys that Durant would want to go and play with, right? So it just doesn't make sense. Next one. I think Amanda Nunez is going to win this weekend. Nunez got beat in her last fight. Um, I think that she's going to rebound in a big way, and I think that she's going to make amends and beat Juliana Pena in the women's bantamweight UFC title fight this weekend on Saturday. Um, It's not like Nunez to lose, right? She had been so dominant for so long, but she did lose to Pena in her last fight. She um, got submitted, rear naked chokehold in the second round of the fight after coming off of a lengthy winning streak that had stretched over six or seven years. Now in the rematch, I think Nunez is going to make amends, and I think she's going to get a big win. Let's see what else. LSU football has a big recruiting weekend. They've got a lot of prospects on campus. Brian Kelly's going to get them a commitment. You guys know this. I make this prediction every Friday. Brian Kelly's going to get them a commitment. And guess what? 
Most Fridays, it's right. Most Friday, most Fridays, LSU does get a commitment uh, over the weekend. So I'm going to go with it one more time because the recruiting period for the offseason is starting to slow down. This is one of the last weekends where the Tigers are going to be having a bunch, a bunch of guys on campus. But look, when the season starts, yeah, you have them in for official visits or whatever, but those are really kind of like vacation trips, right? Because the coaches, while they are recruiting and they are trying to woo you, it's not like in the offseason where they could give the full attention and the full lay of the land to the prospects because they're trying to win a game and try to get ready for the next game. I think LSU's going to get a commitment this weekend from some of the guys who are visiting. It's play-by-play. Those are the things we expect to happen over the weekend. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll get you some betting picks, and then we'll also maybe comb the headlines a little bit with any of the spare time that we have. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. For nearly half a century, Tiger Ag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at tigerrag.com. Since 1948, that's 74 years, Valerio Brothers has been in the commercial shrimping and fishing supply business. They carry a large selection of stainless steel shafts up to two and a half inches, but they can also order larger if you like. They also stock two, three, and four blade propellers up to 40 inches, a large selection of shaft coupling, single V struts, and stainless steel rudders. Now listen to this, Solario Brothers is now stocking rudder blades and rudder shafts so you can make your own rudder. Now carrying stainless steel plate pieces so you can make your own V-strut. A huge selection of stainless steel stern tubes, rudder and shaft shoes, fiberglass tubes, rudder ports, packing boxes, and dripless shaft seals. Stocking tiller arms and rubber cutlass bearings along with a big line of motor mounts. Visit Solario Brothers before the season. That's Solario Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego. Visit their website at aleriobros.com. Boats is a coming, their sails are inside. Shrimp boats is a coming, there's dancing tonight. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. 
Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by HealthGrades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by HealthGrades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. You know Weatherbug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the Weatherbug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the Weatherbug app today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play. Boy, we've got breaking news in the world. Will Smith had just apologized to Chris Rock for slapping him at the awards show a couple months ago. That's uh, that's ground-shaking, earth-shattering news. Hopefully they could make amends. All jokes aside, it is great when someone has something happen like that and they could maybe find a little common ground. Um, hell, maybe they may end up fighting at WrestleMania someday. We'll see how that goes. It's our final segment of the show. We've got our betting picks to give to you all today. I told you already the first one. I'd like the Atlanta Braves to win and cover the run line today against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Madison Bumgarner is throwing for Arizona. Um, Bumgarner is not the same guy. He used to be a big, strong power pitcher. Now he's just kind of a crafty lefty. Throws hard when he really, really needs it. He's got a 4.71 ERA on the road. He's 1-6 on the road. Uh, he's got touched up quite often on the road. And I think Atlanta a team that hits left-handed pitching very, very hard, is going to hit Bumgarner hard. And opposite him, they're throwing Kyle Wright, who's been excellent this season. Kyle Wright was 12-4 and four so far, or is 12-4 and four so far, 2.95 ERA. I like Wright to get the win over Bumgarner and the Atlanta Braves to take care of business at home. Now, maybe I'm just picking with my heart here. You know, I'm going Braves, and then I'm going against the Mets with my second pick. I'm going the Marlins to beat the Mets today. The game's in Miami. The, the Marlins are throwing Sandy Alcantara, who's just been ridiculous. He's been ridiculous. In 144 in the third innings, Alcantara has a whip below 1.9 and has an ERA below 2, 1.81. and 4 on the season. Alcantara has been lethal, facing a Mets offense that they're wishy-washy. They're hit or miss. They're not tremendous. And I think that Miami, who's playing better as of late, they're approaching back near that 500 mark. They're 47 and 52 overall. Um, Miami's been kind of creeping up the 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 mark a little bit in the standings. I think that they're going to take care of business without Contra on the hill. And in their 100th game of the season, they're going to take care of it and get the win. The next one that I got for you, and the last one that I got for you, um, is going to go out in Washington, where I think that the Cardinals are going to win and cover the run line today against the Nationals. The Cardinals are throwing Miles Michaelis, who's probably their number one because of some injuries and everything. He's got an ERA under three, 2.87 overall. Michaelis is an, interest, is an interesting case because they don't score for him. When he pitches, they don't score. Um, because he's only 7-8 and eight on the season despite an ERA below three. Um, 
But I think today they are going to score for him as they're facing Anibal Sanchez, who's 0-2 with a 6.30 ERA. Anibal's been touched up a little bit in his two starts since returning from the disabled list. Um, Anibal's 38 years old. He's pitching for a Nationals team simply because they need innings. In 2020, during the COVID season, he had an ERA of 6.62. Like, he's washed. He's not any good anymore. Um, he's a guy that... Was he's had some years, right? Like he's not horrible. He's had some years where he's been solid, but it's it's just past him. It's it's not who he is anymore. And I think that the Cardinals are going to take advantage of that, get some hits, get some offense, and produce enough for Michaelis to get the victory today. Thanks to everybody for listening, man. We had a good show. Hey, we had a good week of shows this week. Um, you know, thinking we had Coach Grogan from Central Catholic on for the first time this week. That was cool. We had. Coach Kevin Claymall on, uh, talked you know, riveting discussion about the officials and some of the things that they're going to have to do to try to get those numbers right. You know, we're talking to the coaches. The coaches are fired up right now, man. Next week, we're going to try to have some of the volleyball coaches on, y'all. I'm going to try to get Coach Chip Didier on. I'm going to try to get some of the, the volleyball coaches from our area to talk about their seasons. I don't want to forget about them. I know that we get so hot and heavy into football, but I don't want to forget volleyball, which is about ready to be revving up. So thanks to Chandler. Thanks to Damien. Thanks to you all for listening, man. It's been a wonderful show today, a wonderful week of shows. If you're going out to the island this weekend, have a good time, but don't do anything foolish. If you're heading home from work, be safe. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay hydrated, stay safe, stay dry, all that good stuff. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Keep your radio dial on KLEB. We'll be back on Monday, y'all. This is Casey Jistler wrapping up. Have a great rest of the weekend. God bless you all. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.